Arizona Sports is proud to present the Uprising Podcast. Uprising Podcast. Hello and welcome into another edition of the Uprising Podcast, a podcast about Phoenix Rising Football Club. I am your host, Jake Anderson. My guest today is Phoenix Rising's newest pro signee, and that is going to be Niall Dunn, who's only 16 years old. Now, he signed a USL Academy contract earlier this year in April following the preseason. He became the seventh player, the seventh youth player, I should say, uh, to sign such a contract. So it's not that Niall is necessarily a new player to the Phoenix Rising you know, community, fans, or the team themselves. He's actually been training with the team for some time now. In fact, I had a chance to see him play uh, behind closed doors, but I got a chance to see him play a preseason match against FC Tucson, and I also got to see him play a preseason match down in Tucson against MLS side Colorado Rapids. He also faced the likes of Gianluca Buscio for Sporting KC, who is now playing for the U.S. men's national team in the Gold Cup. So Niall has got a lot of experience for a kid who has only had his driver's license uh, since March, if you can believe that or not. Uh, So without further ado, I want to bring Niall on. Welcome to the show, Niall. First, I want to introduce myself, uh, Arizona Sports, Jake Anderson, cover the team locally here. First, man, congratulations on signing a pro contract at 16 years old. How does it feel to professionally be, or excuse me, to be a professional footballer? Thank you. Um, it means a lot to me because I've dreamed of being one as a, when I was a little kid. And I'm, I always tried to follow in my dad's footsteps because he was a professional once too. All right. And when did you uh, when did you actually find out? Obviously, we found out a couple of days ago. Um, it was around a week before I was announced that I was offered the contract. So I was, or excuse me, a couple of weeks before, and then there were some issues that the the like USL we had to get figured out. But um, yeah, it was before the announcement and. Uh, I just had to try and keep it quiet before it was announced. So, I mean, what does that whole entail from the time that we saw you sign the pro Academy contract earlier this year to now signing a pro contract and actually being on the, you know, the senior squad, what has these last few months been like for you? Uh, It's been constant work. I come into training every morning, train, and then I do extra stuff after training or, training but it's been same schedule pretty much every week for the last couple months and it's just constantly working so i've had the opportunity to see you play in the preseason against the mls teams um i tweeted it out that unless you knew you were a 16 year old academy kid you probably wouldn't be able to tell um what was that like getting to play against the likes of mls teams and 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 holding your own to think about it, I I was more shocked because I went from training like a week or two with Rising to playing against Sporting KC, and then they asked me to come back, so I was honored. And to me, to be put in games against Portland Timbers and then RSL and then Colorado Rapids, um, and I think being that we didn't have our full squad right now that we have, me to get minutes – um, kind of showed, like I showed myself out. I showed what I was able to do, and I think that possibly led to where I'm at now. 
So what would you say is your primary position or the position you play best? Uh, from what I've seen, it looks like you could play center back, play right back. Yeah, so I'm primarily a center back, but I think I'm actually able to – I can kind of play anywhere on the field. Like, it's more of coach needs me somewhere. I'm willing to do my best and try and perform in that position. So obviously you're not the first Arizona native to be on the club, um, but now it's 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 pretty cool um, as an Arizonan myself to see you have three Arizona kids uh, on the club right now. What is that like for you to now see your, yourself alongside Ryan Flood and, and Tay Schmidt? Um, well, they're my teammates and they're pretty much all like my brothers. So it's, you know, I met them this year. I met Tate recently when he joined from RSL. So just getting to know them really came from seeing where they played at in their youth career, being in Arizona, kind of see how familiar it is with myself. Do you expect to uh, actually get onto the pitch in a USL match uh, at all this season? Has Rick or Bobby, has anyone talked to you about that at all? No, there hasn't been much conversation. It's more of I have to prove myself and make the coaches make a decision because they're going to obviously choose who think they – they know will perform the best in the games and I just need to make sure I'm working hard in training and trying to outperform the others to possibly get that roster spot. And so now that you, you, you have that roster spot, we hear all the time from Rick, from other players, just how difficult training is for Phoenix rising because you kind of have two different starting 11s, you know, Rick loves being too deep at each position uh, can you give us kind of a little insight on, on you know, how difficult is training from a, from a competitive standpoint? So, yeah, we go in every day and, you know, it's our job. So we go in and try and compete to earn the top job. So it's training every day, each position. They work, they work hard enough to try and take over the next position. And then after training, we're, I know we're all brothers. So we, we're, we're friendly. So we don't like – there's no hate between each other trying to take over anyone's position. It's more of just you do your job. You know what will what will happen. Yeah, you guys continue to, to push each other to be the, the best possible footballers and, and ultimately the best team that you could possibly be. Um, with that in mind, what are your career aspirations, not only here in Phoenix, but potentially representing the United States at the national team level? Yeah, one of my main goals is to play for the U.S. men's national team. Uh, it could be youth national teams playing in World Cups or Olympics. Um, another one of my main goals is to play in Europe. And so after, so after playing with Phoenix Rising, hopefully getting minutes maybe this season or the next couple of seasons, um, you know, I maybe move to Europe and try and find a club to play there. So it's more of just try and work now to better myself for the future. Have they, I mean, the first team that comes to mind is Ipswich, obviously. Have they talked to you at all about potentially maybe getting a loan to over to uh, Ipswich? No, there hasn't been much talk. Um, it was brought in, like, like uh, letting me know, like, Ipswich is a part owner. So I think – after these couple of years, and it's like a plan set, then maybe it'll be able to happen. But right now, it's just focus out where I'm at. So over the last you know few months, explain to, to the listeners kind of 
who you've been playing with and, and the experience that you've been getting, you know, with the Academy? So in the Academy, we've, it was MLS next. So it was, um, only got to play against Arizona teams due to COVID. So it was against Barca Academy, Del Sol and RSL. Um, I've played against them for many years before, but being that's the academy, they tried to bring in the best players for that team. And it's always a competition in games. Um, sometimes our team didn't get the result we wanted, but it always showed what we need to work on in trainings and in the next coming games. So then um, the USL Academy was introduced and our team was in that. So we got to play against FC Tucson already this past season. And they had a couple of their professional players playing with them and it ended up being in a one, one draw. And then we have against orange County and New Mexico United for USL Academy games. So what position do you play with, with the Academy? Do you also play defense or do you play in the midfield as well? Um, so technically now I'm on a professional contract. I'm no longer with that team, but I've, yeah. So but I'm still then. able to yeah, back then I played uh I played center back and there was maybe one or few one or two games where I got to look at like right back or the six. So it was you know, mainly defensive. Gotcha. Uh just because you're you're so young and obviously your your body physically is going to still grow. Uh we see the likes of like Arturo Rodriguez, uh Rick is having him, you know, hit the gym and, and get bigger and get stronger. Uh, to be able to compete physically at this level, um, you know they they list you at six foot one fifty, and and obviously you might end up being you know six two six three one seventy five one day. Uh, who knows, right? But is that something that they've talked to you about in terms of growing into your own physicality? Yeah, um, Rick mentioned I need to start in with Sean, who's our athletic trainer. Um, you know, I need to start putting time in in the gym, and obviously around home I have my own gym, so. I do my own stuff and I train and then do stuff there at the facility. So the, you know, the gaining weight part is kind of on me and it's just my determination to get where I want to be. And when it comes to, you know, you know, high school soccer in Arizona, isn't the highest level of soccer, right? And uh, you go to Hamilton, what is it like to, you know, now that you're, you know, you're a, you're a pro uh, soccer player, but you're also still, you know, going to school. How do you, balance that out so actually i uh had dropped out of hamilton at the beginning of the season uh i went to online at primavera so it's more of uh come home after training do my work like relax and then just repeat but right now i'm actually on summer break still so i have this time to focus on myself in the soccer aspect Okay, well, so I didn't know that. Um, is that something that's kind of normal with, with guys that at your age and your talent level to where that's kind of the only way that it can work to be able to, you know, make these trainings and then eventually, you know, if COVID didn't happen, I, I assume you would have been traveling nationally, you know, with the MLS uh, academies to play each other, right? Uh, it would have been to, I think, Vegas and California pretty often, so... Yeah. And then so we'll, you know, again, 
if, if this is too personal, are you just going to continue out your high school career online and, and, you know, focus in on, on, on soccer? Yeah. Right now, my, my aspirations are to play out this year on normally and then, or sorry, online. And cause it's it going to my junior year saying that I'm still season goes until November. Um, try and finish out this year and then next year just continue online and hopefully graduate to uh, and then I'm not sure about college because I just really want to focus on the soccer just to get a grasp of how young you really are for our listeners how long have you had an Arizona driver's license <laughs> oh let's see um I got it in March wow of That's this amazing. year so I've had it for five months now. So that means the first time that I was able to see you play down in Tucson, uh, that was in May, or excuse me, that was in April for the preseason. You would have just started driving a car. Right. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's, again, it, it's a grasp, you know, the, the talent level that you possess at your age already. Um, and just to kind of with the, the driver's license is something everyone, you know, remembers when they first got it. And then, I, for one, I don't know what it would be like to be a professional athlete uh, at your age. Um, but looking ahead, um, you know, we talk about the U.S. men's national team. Who is someone that you look to, you know, as you've been growing up as an idol or someone you've wanted to model your playing style after? Um, well, there's – I've only watched not like major leagues, but so like the Premier League, La Liga – Bundesliga and then I'll watch the MLS whenever it's on because those games will be on just throughout the week um I always focus on the center backs because it's my main position so I always try to uh form my game off how I see like the best are doing it so there's Sergio Ramos um Rafa Varane and then a youngster that or two youngsters that I've looked up to recently have been Mathis Litt and Ruben Diaz. And I think it's very inspiring to watch them play because they've come from similar situations growing up into their club to, you know, now they're at bigger clubs. And, um, you know, I think if I could just understand how they're doing it and what they do, I can take it from there and try and be as good as they are right now. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it you kind of have to watch the, the the European leagues to watch the best at what they do. Um, and you're certainly doing that. Do you have a, uh, a, a favorite club uh, that you like to watch? Yeah, it's mainly Manchester United. You know, people always say Manchester City is better. So I got to stick and not try and uh, go on the bandwagon. Well, obviously, Rafael Varane uh, is going to be someone you get to uh, watch a little bit more closely than as you get to watch your club. Um, and obviously, uh, with a, a club of that magnitude, you're going to be polarizing just because that's one of those clubs you either love or you hate them, right? Right, right. So, obviously, the 2022 World <laughs> Cup, you know, is, uh, oh, what is that, 15 months away? So, that might be a little too soon for you, but realistically is is the 2026 world cup kind of uh something you've circled yeah it's i've always wanted to play in a world cup i always wanted to represent my country so 
2026 being the next one that I could possibly plan. Um, I think it'd be a major step in my career to try and make that roster to go play in the World Cup. And then just to go back to college, obviously soccer in the United States and college are completely different than all the other sports. And, you know, I've done my best trying to explain that to people, but I think you'd be the best one to ask, right? Can you kind of explain how college isn't necessarily the only option or in your case, it's not an option that you're looking at directly in terms of going to the pros, because as we've seen now, we, you didn't require it. So I think it's all about determination. You know, if you're determined to get somewhere, you need to put in the work to do it. So, I mean, those who want to go to college, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, obviously, you can go to college and then get drafted at the end of your senior year. Or, you know, maybe throughout college, you think, oh, this isn't the right thing. You try and find a professional team that would take you in and you just work hard to do it. Um, saying that I'm only 16, and still in high school, um, I just felt no real desire to go to college and play because I've always wanted to be professional and the opportunity was given. So I just thought this is the right choice and I think I'm going to take it. And just to put that in perspective, if you were to go to college, go all four years and graduate, that's another six years until you'd be playing professionally. And I've heard and have had scouts, execs tell me, you know, they would rather take a kid who's had 50 to 100 pro appearances than, you know, being a college starter for four years in terms of their talent and, and growth. Is that something that, you know, it's particularly at your age, I've heard is kind of the golden age of when coaches really want to get their hands on you and form you into whatever system it is that they're trying to teach you how to play. So it's, yeah, college coaches will reach out and try and pick, you know, the best players that would uh, benefit their program. So I think being at 16 years old, that not going to college and going to the professional route, I'm able to adapt to the professionalism. And I would understand what it's like to be in the future instead of those who are in college, who don't really understand the professional side of it. They're more of college. So, and they're, you know, saying that I have six years until college graduation, maybe like 22, 23. Um, you just, I feel like it's not enough time to grow into what you want. So I think the, the ultimate dream for, an, I guess, an Arizona person like myself would be to see, you know, all three of you guys playing at the same time. And theoretically, I mean, we could see that if, if you and Tate as a center back duo and, and, and Ryan's out on, at left back, but, you know, growing up uh, and being here in Arizona, I mean, what, what would it mean to you to, A, accomplish the goal of representing your country, but also, if I'm not mistaken, you would be the, the first footballer from Arizona to represent on the United States men's national team? It would mean a lot because um, my dad, he played for the U.S. men's national team B team. So he's always said that you know, I'm trying to be – better than him and obviously I want to do more than what he's done um but representing Arizona seeing that where I've came from playing through I've lived in Arizona my whole life so playing through Arizona clubs and um living here it's just it would be a huge honor because those who 
knew me or played with me would see like what I've become and knowing that maybe those who look up to me in the future would say, oh, anything's possible that if they work hard enough, they could get there too. How big of an influence and, and factor and, and supporter has your dad been over the course of your career? And again, you're only 16. Uh, him and my mom have both been very supportive because obviously I'm their son. So they always try to get to my games. They help me if I'm hurt. They try and make sure I'm the best that I could be. Um, and my mom was actually my first coach when I was in rec soccer. So, and she played in college as well. And having that bond between my mom and my dad and me and I have two sisters who both play. Um, we have that soccer bond that's kind of in between us all. And it kind of just helps us support each other no matter what. I love that. I love hearing that, man, that you got, you know, a whole soccer family and, and it's starting to become more normal in the United States, which obviously as a, as a football fan myself, uh, for the growth of the country and the state, I think that's fantastic. Um, that being said, were you guys watching the Gold Cup yesterday? Uh, yeah. Um, honestly, it wasn't the best game because <laughs> yeah, I, th I, I think it should have been a lot different. Uh, what is it? What do you think of this United States team? Obviously, it's not the number one guys, and, and they knew that going in. Um, but to see that the team still made the final despite not having probably their entire starting eleven. Um, I think it's great for them because it shows that not, you don't need the best players in the world to get to a final. They have, you know, who maybe who wouldn't be the starters, but it shows that um, if they set a goal, which I'm hoping that the U.S. goal was to win the Gold Cup, that they'll do whatever it takes to get there. And now I'm hoping against Mexico in the final, they should get what they deserve. And I don't know if you've looked at it this way, but I looked, I've seen Gianluca Bustios, you know, rise on this team. And to know that he played against you guys earlier this season, you played against him. I mean, have you thought about that at all? Uh, yeah, I was talking to my parents the other day. I was like, oh, it's crazy that past, it was in preseason, uh, I was playing against this guy. And then all of a sudden now he's into the final of a gold cup for the men's national team. It's crazy. So does that give you even more confidence that your national team goal aspirations are legitimate and, you know, not that it's, you know, right on the other side of something, but if you continue to work, like you obviously have the skill level to compete at that level. Yeah. Seeing where he's come from and how he's developed inspires me because I think if I just work how, you know, those men's national team players have been, and trying to prove themselves to their uh, respective clubs, I think it shows that I'm able to do that too and hopefully get to that same position that they're in. All right, Niall, well, I just want to thank you for uh, taking the time out of your day to join me. I, uh, I hope to see you on the pitch sometime this season, and uh, especially if it's at home. I know the reception from the fans – um, if it's anything like Ryan Flood's reception, I know it'll be a great reception for you as well. And, and maybe you can get a goal like, uh, like Tate did in his first appearance. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, no problem. Thanks again. And I'll, uh, I'll see you on Saturday. If you're uh, in the 18 or not, I'm sure you'll still be there, though. Yeah, sounds good.
All right. Thanks again, Al. See you. Yep. Bye. And that's going to do it for this edition of the Uprising Podcast. Phoenix Rising's next match is on Saturday against Rio Grande Valley Toros FC at 7.30 p.m. at Wild Horse Pass. You can catch that game on ArizonaSports.com as well as the Arizona Sports app. And for all things Phoenix Rising, especially breaking news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at JWA1994. Until next time, ci vediamo, a dopo, ciao.